coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. If a game is delayed, but no one is around to see it or hear it, was it ever actually delayed? It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including the NPD report for October. And then on Thursday, we are doing Nintendo family seating charts for Thanksgiving this year. But Mark, in the meantime, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, my husband and I have been watching the new Supermarket Sweep on yes. NBC. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And... It's really funny to me because the the theme song that they used for the show for like all the intros and outros is Push It by Salt and Peppa. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um it's just funny to be on the side of being old where you're like, "Oh, yes. these things that used to be like of the cool. moment right. and <laughs> like kind of risqué are now used on like the most inoffensive game show possible." Yeah um the thing that's so weird because like it, it it like supermarket sweep is such a like old like it's it's a throwback style of show and obviously uh push it is also like a throwback but they're not throwbacks from the same era <laughs> or same tone really but uh yeah but i admire it i admire the usage of it um i mean you gotta right you gotta give it up you gotta show respect <laughs> Uh, are you enjoying Supermarket Sweep? Yeah, yeah. I uh, loved it as a kid, and uh, I enjoy it now. I mean, there's something just really funny, but also extremely satisfying about like everybody in the world's ability to recognize certain brands where you're just like, I know. Man. God, it's so <laughs> sad. Where it's like, okay, the common knowledge base that we're all going to draw from is the stuff we buy. Like, this, yeah. is, this is late stage capitalism. It's like everybody's... Now, quick. <laughs> Everybody sees like, quick, a, let's do our Nintendo podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, totally. Everybody sees a yellow circle or like an orange circle and immediately are like, Tide, it's Tide detergent. I would know it anywhere. Yeah, I would recognize it like the faces of my children. <laughs> Mark, here's something else that you can be irrationally in love with. My copy of Sonic Forces. Would you like to borrow it? You can. All you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Uh, and give us a mailing address so we can send you my copy. Um, uh, by the way, just so you know, out there in the mix, uh, Untitled Goose Game. You might accidentally get it. Uh, we have no way of controlling who does and does not get Untitled Goose Game instead of my copy of Sonic Forces. Either way, you have to send it back when you're done with it. Um, and if you really wanted the goose and you get the Sonic, I'm sorry. If you really wanted the Sonic and you got the goose, I am sorry for that as well. That's the way the program works it's like cap and crunch oops all berries except the oops mm-hmm. is deliberate <laughs> right and, and either way you've got no control over it oh you know i i suspect that the oops all berries was uh something they did on purpose i don't think that's truly a mistake <laughs> well i mean we don't we don't really have any proof but i suspect you might be right hopefully it comes up on supermarket sweep and we can know for sure Oh my gosh. Okay, we've got uh, an an email from Brian here that I would like to read before we get into uh, the rest of the show. Brian writes, thank you guys so much for producing quality content in these hectic times. Your episodes make the week that much easier to get through. Uh, Brian, you are welcome. And I agree. It makes it easier for me to get through as well. Um, I really enjoyed the episode on Nintendo's next-gen features. One of my favorites that didn't make your list, however, are wireless controllers. The WaveBird for the GameCube was the only first-party wireless controller on the market for a long time and put those Mad Cats ones to shame. Uh, I also like the idea of asymmetrical gaming on the Wii U. It was horribly underutilized, but it had massive potential as it display as displayed in the Mario Chase and Luigi's Mansion minigames from Nintendo Land. Keep up the great work. WaveBird controllers, uh, like 100% a game-changer. Um, and I think the reason I didn't bring it up, because I thought about it, um, was that it is a, a mid-generation change. Mm. I think it is a great feature. Also, I love, Brian, that you called out 
the Mario Chase and the Luigi's Mansion game from Nintendo Land because those I think are the best examples of asymmetric gameplay on the Wii U. They are so much fun, and I don't think they were ever topped. Yeah, they, I mean they, they almost certainly not. Um, the the only other thing that and it's not even asymmetrical gameplay, but the uh, the gamepad uh, functionality in Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, I still think that is the like best way to play that game is on the Wii U. Um, really using that second screen uh, in in a good, in a just a good way. Mark, it was just good. <laughs> Did you ever play uh, New Super Mario Brothers uh, U on the Wii U where someone was doing the like making the platforms? No, I don't. Because like think one so. player could just make platforms for everyone else to. Uh, jump on that's fun but no I, I don't think i ever did play that way i don't think i ever did either i own it <laughs> we could be doing it right now i mean we couldn't because we can't be in the same uh same room in any event uh we also have uh so th- thank you brian for writing in uh great points uh and yeah the the Wavebird, uh su- such such a great controller for i feel like for a long time was like indisputably the best video game controller right for sure yeah i remember we had one Wavebird controller and i remember like fighting over who would get to use it because it was 100 yeah. percent like the premium controller not only is it a good wireless controller um it's just a better shape of gamecube controller um like it was just more standardized and like just made more sense i think it's <sighs> so it's good. like a little bigger probably because yeah. it had to like include whatever like technology they used for the wireless part of it but yeah it did it felt like it was the right size in your hand. Uh, also calling out like the old wireless Mad Cats controllers or like whatever third party controllers. Uh, I remember suffering with those for a long time. We had a uh, a wireless NES um, like joystick controller. It was like the NES Advantage, except it was uh, uh, wireless and it had like a receiver that you plugged in uh, and like the infrared sensors on the receiver and the infrared sensor on the controller itself had to be like perfectly lined up or it wouldn't <laughs> work. Um, I remember being so close to the system that it was like, wh- why not just have a cord? Why, <laughs> why are we doing this to ourselves? We had a lot of Mad Cats branded uh, like GameCube controllers by the end of the GameCube's life. You need a lot of GameCube controllers. Um, okay, Mark, we also have an email from Anthony, and this, uh, th- this I mean, bu- buckle up. Anthony writes, hey, guys, as promised, my pitch for Animal Crossing for an Animal Crossing musical that you guys completely overlooked. Here's a little uh, backstory here. A couple months ago, we did an episode where we cast uh, Animal Crossing and generally Nintendo characters, and then eventually ourselves, in Broadway, <laughs> in Broadway musicals. Um, Mark, what were we cast as Anna and Elsa, and we switched off? Nights? We were, I think so. Yeah, we double cast ourselves. Perfect. Um, so uh, here, here is Anthony's pitch. The show is Jimmy Buffett's Escape to Margaritaville. <laughs> a short synopsis from the Wikipedia: The plot revolved around a part-time bartender and singer who falls in love with a career-minded tourist. Sounds like a perfect premise for a Jimmy Buffett musical. Um. As for my proposed cast list, there are six main characters. Tully, Rachel, Brick, Tammy, Marley, and JD. Tully is the overachieving bar uh, the underachieving bartender slash singer, and he would obviously be, be, be played by KK Slider. Rachel is the career-minded tourist because her because of her strong worth work ethic and dedication, even to her detriment, she would be played by Sable. Mm-hmm. This, that's the the porcupine that can't stop sewing if you try to talk to her <laughs> her sister's like oh please don't talk to my sister <laughs> um brick is tully's best friend uh, a surfer uh who has acid acid flashbacks he's played by my personal favorite pascal <laughs> uh tammy uh tammy is rachel's doofy best friend a general sweetheart she'd be played by isabel isabel is the perfect doofy best friend um Marley owns the bar where the story takes place. I feel like she'd be played by Joan, the turnip seller. Uh, JD is a grizzled old man who tells stories and talks uh, talks about his buried treasure to anyone that would listen. That would be played by Cap'n. Uh, it was a super uh, goofy but fun musical. Uh, one of the last things my girlfriend and I went to see before the pandemic hit. I hope this was worth the wait. Anthony, it was worth the wait. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, well cast, too. Um, it's uh, I, it made me a little bit sad reading that that like 
oh yeah, Joan's not in uh, uh, New Horizons, and neither mm-hmm. is Captain. Like just these characters that haven't shown up, or at least haven't shown up yet. Yet, hopefully. Um, yeah, maybe maybe they're out there somewhere. All right, Mark, are you ready to, to get into what we've been playing? Yeah, let's do it. So, Mark, my quest to unlock Luigi in Super Mario Brothers 35 is ongoing. I texted you this weekend when I was on the brink of leveling up from 99 to one star. Oh, Maybe not even like on you the were brink. So I said, close. <laughs> I was so close. Um, I did it, right? I, I, I pulled it off. I got to level 100, and then I started a new match, holding L the whole time, because that's what the internet said, hold L. Um, and nothing mario and i was like okay fine i'm gonna suicide and try it again (laughs) i remember seeing someone say like the timing is tricky so Mm -hmm. like whatever i'm gonna try it um again didn't work suicided mario and then i'm texting you mark and i'm like what's going on this is a disaster where's my luigi i need to find out if this thing is real or not the emojis Uh, are getting more desperate they were yes yes and thank you for being patient with me Uh, and so I go, I go to the internet uh, again, because that's where we had the information in the first place. And then there is like, oh, uh, maybe what you need to do is have all the levels from Super Mario Brothers unlocked. Uh, and I was like, ah, oh, man, because the, the way to unlock levels in that game is either you have to play it, or you get to play a level by someone else selecting it, and then it's sort of randomly coming up in your order. Or um, if you finish a level sometimes it will take you to the level immediately after it so the way to get some of those like later in the game levels is to uh go for the uh the most like the closest level you have to the end and then you will beat that level and then maybe it'll take you to the one after that so th- those are the two ways to get them uh, and i have really been using 3-1 as my go-to forever um, because i like being able to start throwing uh hammer brothers at other people and there are hammer brothers in that level it's pretty easy to get through otherwise so, needless to say, I haven't been gaining the last couple, like, seven levels, um, like, World 7 levels, and, like, one or two of the World 8 levels. Um, so, anyway, I still don't have all the levels unlocked. I do not have Luigi yet. Um, I still can't confirm whether it's true or a myth, Mark. It's insane. The internet seems to be uh, saying that it is true, but we so far have no definitive proof. Like, I have not done this. I don't know if you've done this. Like, if we we have sought out on YouTube or anywhere to see if somebody has successfully followed all of the uh, requirements and unlocked him. Although, the internet can lie, so it's possible that those videos that are out there have been doctored. But Patrick cannot lie. He only speaks the truth. And so we need Patrick to independently verify this for us. I mean, at, at at this point, I am just such a, a paranoid uh, person that I cannot rest until I know for sure by my own experience that it is something that we can actually do. Yeah, I think that's um, totally fair. Thank you. Um, I've also, uh, I, I keep playing Hades. I, I love that game. Um, we, we got an email that touches a little bit on Hades here um, from Christian. Uh, so uh, we're going to read that right now. Christian says, hey, 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 I'm just uh, just wanting to write in. I'm all caught up on the episodes and I keep thinking of things to say, but I listen to you guys while I'm working. So by the time I'm in the break room, I tend to forget what I wanted to say. Uh, that happens to us on mic in real time. So I'm sure <laughs> we, we're with you 100 uh, percent. Christian uh, continues. Uh, anyways, I, I've been I've been playing Mario Sunshine with my fiance a lot lately. I'm glad to hear someone else is having a heck of a time with it because I'm not gonna lie, it's been my most frustrating time with Mario to date. The verticality of the levels is killing me. I'm around 28 si- shines or so, and I'm slowly dying every time I fall down into something. I've spent. 10 to 15 minutes meticulously climbing. It's made twice as harsh by the fact that my fiance played it as a kid. So there's the, well, I beat this when I was nine aspect of it. Uh, And I often have to remind myself that the game was made for literal children. (laughs) Uh, Mark, you've been playing Super Mario Sunshine. Uh, There's more email here and we'll get back to it in in a second. Um, But uh, how how is your Mario Sunshine journey going? Yeah, I finally, I beat it uh, over the weekend. Um, I got, I think like 65 stars. So the way, or sorry, shines, um, thank you. I guess, yeah, I guess minor spoilers. I don't know, but basically like 
the way it's not the number of shines that you get in that lets you advance to the final level it is you have to beat like you have to get all the first seven shines from each of the main levels and then once oh, you've gotten all of those shines um then you're like the final area opens up which i had forgotten and so i got like 60 something sh uh, shines and i was like why is this not happening so i had to go like look it up um but yeah there are some that are so incredibly infuriating uh luckily to get like the seven that you need is generally not that bad there are a few that are like really obnoxious but for the most part they're not too complex it's a lot of like the other ones like the uh optional shines that are really yeah. really like pull your hair out infuriating I, I i was looking up a bunch when i was playing um partially because yeah i was having christian's experience of like climbing up a thing and then like falling down and being like oh do i am, am i actually meant to get to the top <laughs> of this thing like is that really what the game wants me to do and then looking it up and the you know the guide being like yeah <laughs> yeah that's what you gotta do um christian goes on to say i've also been playing a lot of hades um i i just got far enough to unlock the gauntlet weapons i don't have too much to say here other than to thank you for turning me on to it it is genuinely a very fun and admittedly consuming game um i totally agree i uh, uh i i love hades um i keep finding new uh like new upgrade paths in there like new things that i can do with the materials that i'm collecting um like I just recently discovered that you can uh, unlock new upgrades by uh, spending keys in the mirror. Um, like I thought there were just these like four power ups there, but you can spend like five keys and get like another two, ten keys and get another two, twenty keys and get another two. Um, and so it's just like I every time I go into it, every time I die and like start back over, I'm like, oh, here's another way I can improve myself before like starting out onto it again. Um, Really just a wonderful game. Uh, might be my favorite game from this year. It might be my favorite game from this year. Um, we'll have to see. We're getting close to the end of the year. Uh, so, you know, there's not, not a lot of time for that to change, I guess. <laughs> have you had success? Like, have you made it through a successful run? Or I have made it to Hades mm -hmm. twice. Um, but both times he has uh, killed me. Um, one time I didn't stand a chance and the second time, like I was, I was really getting him down I had a good loadout. I had built up, uh, my Zagreus, uh, re really well, um, but still got taken down. So no, I, I have not cleared a run yet. Next month, um, a Sheer in the Wanderer game is coming to switch. Uh, I had played the DS one. I think this is the PSP game that I don't think was previously localized to the U S but I'm really excited for it. It's like the one roguelike that I ever was able to like really sink my teeth into. And so yeah. I'm excited for that one because I, I feel like roguelikes, at least for me, are really hit or miss. And uh, Sheer and the Wander is like one of the few that has ever hit. And so uh, I know what you mean that like when you find one that really like yes. speaks to you, it's a lot of fun. Well, Mark, and again, look, I'm not, I'm not going to try to push this game on you at all, but I just want to remind you that all the characters are babes. Like, the art in this game, everyone is gorgeous. Everyone has the sexiest possible personalities. <laughs> um, I, I went down a little bit of a uh, uh, fan art um, rabbit hole today, um, and, like, people are having fun with these characters, man. <laughs> They're just great. It, it felt a little bit like when, uh, when I was playing Detroit Become Human, and I was like, Oh, I really like uh, Connor and Detective Anderson. I want to see like what the internet thinks of this pairing of characters. And sure enough, the internet <laughs> loves it. <laughs> um, and uh, that that's a little bit more lewd than than the Hades art is. Um, but the Hades art is still um, super fun. Mark, staying on Super Mario Sunshine for a second, we also got an email from Ian, and Ian writes, um, "Hello, Patrick." I'm going to assume he also means Mark. <laughs> no, no. I'll just wait silently <laughs> All right. while you read through Ian's email. Hello, Patrick. I would like to ask for your advice. I would like to know if I should get 3D All-Stars. And if I do, which game should I play? Or which games should I play? Uh, Mark, I do need your help on this one. I think absolutely yes, right? Super Mario 3D All-Stars is a collection of three wonderful games. Um, and I would say sort of depending on where your uh, nostalgia level totally. is, uh, uh, start with um, play them backwards, right? Like play Galaxy first, because I think that is the most like complete uh, bordering on modern game experience. Uh, and then when you've had your fill of that, 
then go go back through the other two, which are both good games, but you know very much relics of their time uh, with a lot of the weird hangups of of those times. But yeah, absolutely get 3D All Stars. It's great. Yeah, I completely agree. I I really don't know what where the best way to start is. Like, uh, I think what you're saying has a lot of merit. I do wonder though if I started with Galaxy, would I be able to go back as easily to like Mario 64? And, you know, some of the more, like, frustrating aspects of that game and Sunshine. Uh, I don't know. It's one of the things about... I haven't played... I haven't started playing Galaxy yet. One of the things that I thought was interesting about Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine and playing them basically back-to-back is that in my head, Mario kind of controls, like, one way. And then playing the games back-to-back, you realize, like, no, that's not the case at all. Yeah, they're different. They're, like, fairly different. And it's not like it takes some like getting used to going back and forth. But I do agree with your point where it's like kind of weird is like your nostalgia lie. And that's probably like your best entry point for the series. Yeah. And if you've got no nostalgia for any of them, then like absolutely Galaxy. start with Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I think even if you just play Galaxy and then sort of enjoy the other two as like museum pieces or, you know, w- whatever, where you just mess around with them. Uh, for a short time and don't like invest a ton of time that it is still worth it and still like a, a, a really cool package yeah i could totally agree uh let's see mark what else you've been playing this week oh yeah so i picked up abzu which is a game that uh it's been on my wish list for a while and then i got a one of those email from nintendo being like hey this item that's on your wish list is on sale and it is usually 1999 it dropped to 199 it's on sale for 199 until november 19th so I, this is a game from some of the same developers as Journey. Um, this one, you're like underwater, you're a diver underwater, and basically you're just like exploring the environment, interacting with different wildlife, kind of like loosely trying to figure out what is like happening under the ocean. But the story is really not, I would say, the main concern. Um there, it's just like really beautiful and relaxing and I've turned to it just kind of as like uh, just like uh, yeah like a tool for relaxation there's even parts in the game where you're where you like meditate which basically means you're perched on a um, statue and then you can toggle between the different like sea life in the area and just observe it cool uh, do you have did you ever have you ever seen I can't remember if we talked about it like Fantasia 2000. Oh yeah! Um, oh yeah! I've okay. seen. I I really like Fantasia too. So you know the Firebird Suite at the at the mm-hmm. like the finale of it, and the kind of like triumphant moment at the end when the Earth Spirit or whatever it is is just like soaring through the wood and r- restoring life to it. Yeah. Um, there are parts in Abzu where uh you're kind of caught in like a slipstream, and so you it's not and like on it's kind of on rails. You have a little bit of choice. But mostly it's just on rails and like so you're just like jetting through the uh this like beautiful environment with amazing music and it reminded me very much of that like of uh the Firebird Suite from Fantasia two thousand where it just feels like nice. It's just a nice game. I'm just like really enjoying yeah. just like hanging out in it and for two bucks it's totally worth it. Uh that's great. Um I, I had played a, a tiny bit of Abzu. Um, I, I think it was uh, free on PlayStation Plus yeah, or something yep. a while back. Um, so that that's why it was in my library there. Um, and there there is some sort of like poison pill with uh, games that you get for free with PlayStation Plus, where like I don't think I've ever played any of those games for more than like twenty minutes. <laughs> um, and I, I don't I don't know what it is. It's just like knowing that you didn't uh, choose it or pay for it uh, makes it seem totally undesirable, and I I, I really don't know why. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that 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 your description now makes me think that I should go back and and revisit it. It's really short. Like I think the experience itself is probably just a couple of hours. Um, so, but yeah, I I I've, I'm really loving it. Cool. Um, so uh, this is not a game that I've been playing, unless you want to count it as the game of trying to buy Nintendo stuff, uh, which is occasionally the best part of the Nintendo game is trying to find a way to buy it. That was true of uh, Amiibo. The best part the best part about buying Amiibo is you have to play the game of can you get these Amiibo. Um, I have successfully secured my copy of the Super Mario Brothers Game & Watch. Um, I ordered it from the Nintendo website. It is being shipped to me currently. Um, despite the fact that it came out on Friday, it is not here yet. Um, 
you know, Nintendo is not um, Amazon. So it, <laughs> they put it in uh, UPS and I've got a tracking number. And I don't know, it'll be here in like 10 days. I don't know. <laughs> it'll be here when it gets here. Uh, but I'm very much looking forward to uh, ha- having that little thing. Um, because I've been playing so much uh, Super Mario Brothers 35, um, I feel like I'm going to be a ninja at the original Super Mario Brothers as it appears um, on this game. Uh, or on on the uh, the the game and watch, um, so I'm very much looking forward to that thing fi- finally making it here. Um, and then also uh, the la- last thing I've been playing this week, uh, I'm I'm playing more um, Pikmin Three Deluxe. Uh, I'm not through it yet, but I've I've unlocked the uh, three main characters uh, and access to the Olimar um, like side story missions. Uh, it's fun. It's cute. I'm I'm enjoying this game more than I ever did on on the Wii U. Um, so uh, you know, it was was it a a smart purchase? I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Um, I'm I'm having fun with it though, and it's super cute. My gosh, Pikmin three is cute. Yeah, and I I feel like uh we don't um there's no need to question whether it's like a smart purchase or not because I cannot even count at this point the amount of times that like I have purchased a game and then for sixty bucks and then paid played like an hour and then was like never picked it up ever again. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's okay to examine when when that happens. <laughs> I choose no, not to no because mistakes. that means I would have to like, like, uh, it would be hard to take tally of the amount of money I have spent on games that I have no intention of ever playing. Well, look, I've spent money on a bunch of food that doesn't exist. All I did was eat it. And now it's gone. I feel like those are not exactly the same. I thing, think but... they're exactly the same thing. <laughs> Um, All right, Mark, uh, that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. Today, November 17th, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate is released for Switch. This is, of course, Mortal Kombat 11, but with uh, all of the DLC up to this point, including the, ooh, I'm reaching here, Aftermath uh, DLC story content. Yeah, you did it, Mark. Wow. (laughs) Does this mean it also has all of the characters in it too? Like it's got uh, Melina and uh, Rambo and Terminator? Yeah, I believe that is true. Yeah, I believe that is the case. And then, of course, on Friday, November 20th, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is released on Switch. Uh, I'm really excited for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, is, this, uh, you, is this one you're going to pick up? Yep. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, excited to have that um, save data carry over from the demo. Yeah, and uh, mostly just excited to be back in the world of like Breath of the Wild and kind of seeing how deep it goes. I, I enjoyed the demo, but uh, the demo itself didn't really like sell me on the game. Um, I am just excited for more like Breath of the Wild ishness. <laughs> yes, I-, I love a word with two tacked on something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right, uh, Mark, those are the new releases. Let's close this out. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It is time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers did not play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So for the duration of one performance, 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Um, Mark, we are embarking on what I believe to be a two-part activity. Um, we are going to be ranking fall activities. We do not currently have a list of fall activities. So here in part one, we will be determining what the fall activities are, and then next week we will rank them. Okay. Um, um, yeah, go. What do you think? It, what do you think is a good fall activity? Okay, uh, I'm gonna say I'm starting with raking leaves. I feel like th- an exercise mm. like this is a little bit like uh, family feud, where you know people right. are probably good like, answer. "This good is answer. <laughs> so," but also people are probably like, "Uh, oh, this one is so obvious. How are you possibly forgetting to include blank?" Well, here's the thing. We're not going to forget any of them. We're going to get them all right here and right now. And I know that because I'm going to say apple picking. Oh, very good. Very good. Thank you. Um, uh, did, did you want to say anything about raking leaves? Is this also like raking leaves and then playing in the piles of leaves? Yes, I think that's nice. Okay. 
Uh, and then apple picking, my gosh, you go to an apple orchard, they give you a, a basket or like a, a, a bag that you have to fill with apples. That's a good time. That is a, Get some cider. Yeah, that's a good time. That's a good time. Are we including cider in here or no? Um, I think drinking cider has to go along with apple picking. Okay. I think that's, okay. I think, right. that's, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think we'll rank those as two, as one activity. Um, right. Okay. So the next thing that I'm going to say is a fun fall activity. I'm totally blanking. I'm choking here. <laughs> oh, no. We're just I doing... Okay. I, I got one. I got one. I got one. Uh, so driving upstate to see the uh, changing leaf color. Mm, this changing is nice. Leaves. This is nice. Yes. Yeah. Observing yes. the changing leaves. That's right. Uh, and, th- well, this has never been something that I've had to do um, because I, I've mostly lived in... Uh, you know, a place where you could just see the, the leaves changing color or in Southern California where you know, I'm so far away from yeah, a leaf you would that really changes have color. to drive up. I would really have to drive upstate. <laughs> uh, so cha- changing leaves. Uh, so that that's one. Um, now, I, I don't think that like carving pumpkins or any of that. I don't think any of no, that. No, I think that's here. I think that's right out. Uh, but how about putting up holiday decorations? Does that count as a fall sure. activity? Sure. Well, because there are so many times that you have to do that uh, in the fall, right? You have to do it for Thanksgiving. You got to do it for Halloween. Um, just in general, you got to put out some hay bales or something. Um, ooh, My apartment actually, that, is that... lousy with hay bales. Yeah. <laughs> this is something we all know. We all have to do it. Um, but that that's a good one is uh, like some sort of um, hay ride. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. like, and that, that sort of goes along with like a pumpkin patch. Right? Yes, although interesting, I'm not objecting, but I will say that interesting that we are making a distinction between going to a pumpkin patch, which we will include, but carving yes. pumpkins is right out. Do not Does- include. Look, that is for one holiday. That is just for the spooky season. A pumpkin patch, I feel like, is still kind of thanksgiving Totally, totally. Oh, sorry. I'm not to cut you off, but I have to get this one in before yes. uh, it's too late, before the applause comes. Baking, holiday baking. I'm including this oh, as a yes. fall activity. Uh, that, that no, that 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 is perfect. Just ho- holiday baking in general, or just do, because it is cool outside. You're like, you know what I can do? Turn the oven on. Yeah, I can turn the oven on. I'm gonna bake some bread. Speaking, speaking of which, remembering how your heater works is another fall oh, activity. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, so just a uh, heater. I'm just putting heater. We're not gonna remember <laughs> what that means next week. Um, but yeah, a remembering how your heater works and b uh, like just you know, biting the bullet, turning it on, and smelling the smell of it burning off the dust from, <laughs> from the eight months you All didn't use it. All those dead dust mites getting burned to a crisp. Uh, Mark, I've got bad news for you. We still have like a minute to come <laughs> up with with fall activities. Okay, all right. Um, I feel like there are some like big ones we must clearly be missing. I know football. That... Football, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, both both watching and uh a- actually playing. The mm-hmm. I mean, foot football is a total, uh, a total fall thing. Should we put back to school on here? Is back to school a fall activity? Uh, uh, do we have a, do we have fall carnivals on here? I'm because I'm I'm going to say no to back to school, but I'm saying yes okay, to right. fall carnivals. What is a fall carnival? Tell me on this. Uh, did you, do, well, okay. My thought process is, I don't, I think, oh, darn it. Well, I'm going to tell you anyways. I think <laughs> okay, that good. Uh, you said back to school, and I was like, I was debating in my head, but it jogged a memory of having, like, fall carnivals at school. And so that is why I'm proposing fall carnivals, where I otherwise wouldn't say no to back to school. Okay, we'll put fall carnival in here. Uh, carnival. Uh, and I'm also just going to put a uh, ch- chili cook-off in here. <laughs> I, I'm all for it. I will ask, have either of us ever participated in a chili cook-off? I have been to a, like, I've been to a chili cook-off. Good enough. Um, but not participated. I mean, I, and I ate the chili. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's participating in a way. Yeah. We were accompanied today by pianist Armin Fuchs. All right, Mark, let's get into the news. Also, real fast, because this is a two-week 433, if there's some real obvious fall activities that we missed, uh, shoot us a note. I mean, but also, I assure you, we did not miss any. 
Yes, email us Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Gmail. NPD, the NPD report for October, documenting uh, the video game sales in the United States for the month, came out last week, and it contains more good news for Nintendo. Nine out of the top 20 games for the month were published by Nintendo, uh, and that in- means Nintendo does not include digital sales. So digital sales are not counted for Nintendo where it is for some other companies. Most other companies, everyone but Blizzard and Nintendo. <laughs> I wonder why Blizzard doesn't. I, I don't know. I, I think it, well, it's part of what's happening with NPD is that it, it's not by unit. It is by uh, dollar spent. Right. Um, so I wonder if uh, Blizzard wants to keep some of their... Um, because they're they're doing a lot of like microtransactions oh, and stuff through gotcha. WoW and Hearthstone mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. So maybe maybe they want to keep that um a little bit more proprietary. Yeah, interesting. So uh speaking of having to buy revenue instead of like units sold, at number five was Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Um probably helped up there by the fact that it's a hundred bucks a pop. Further helped out by the fact that it is uh only available physically, right? Like there, there is no way for those like hidden digital sales numbers to be, um, you know, not adding to a total here. You have to physically buy a cart uh, in order to play this game. Good point. And number six was Super Mario All Stars, and it's the number eight best-selling title for the year. And number seven, Animal Crossing New Horizons, which, by the way, is the second best-selling game of the year behind Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So, and that doesn't an absolute include... juggernaut. Yeah, an absolute juggernaut doesn't include <laughs> digital sales either which uh, Call of Duty does. Um, at number 11 is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is the number nine best-selling title for the year. Number 15 is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Number 16 is Ring Fit Adventure hanging in there. Uh, number 17, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. That game has been out for over four years at this point. Um, Super Mario Party at number 19 and New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe at number 20. Breath of the Wild has been out for almost four years. It'll be four years in, uh, in March. I, that checks Agreed. out. That checks out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that checks out. Uh, um, so, I, I, so I guess uh, Ring Fit Adventure also doesn't benefit from the the fact that uh, digital sales wouldn't be included because you have to buy the, you can't buy it digitally. Well, it would, it, wait, we're saying it does benefit. It would yes, not be yes, hurt that's what I mean. by, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Yeah. Where where the rest of these seem like they are art- they uh the evidence suggests that they are artificially deflated numbers even though they are high on this countdown um that that is like the honest sell through of Ring Fit Adventures yeah but also a a little bit it's it's eighty dollars instead of sixty <laughs> right. so there's a lot there's, if we were if we were waiting all of this there would be a lot to uh, take into consideration but we of course are not. Um, October no. <laughs> October 2020 was also Nintendo's strongest October for Switch sales ever. Um, They were up 136% from the same period last year. It's also the second highest October sales for any video game console ever behind the Wii in 2008. Wow. Um, And that, like, the uh, October 2008, is that, like, a a year? No, no, I guess by October. Like, two years after the Wii came out? Yep, yep. So yeah, like that that thing sort of at, at the height of its powers. Um, everyone buying one for grandma to play Wii Fit, uh, or uh, not Wii Fit so much as Wii Sports. Yeah, and that uh, that also means that the Switch was the best selling video, or has been the best selling video game console for twenty three consecutive months, which uh, is a record. Do you think that that record is broken? By November and the release of the two new consoles, I think I think it's possible. I think it is a distinct possibility. Now, what happens in like December? Uh, right. I would guess that like the Switch is again the best selling in December. Um, but I I would be surprised if like Sony and Microsoft weren't a, didn't ship enough units to outsell yeah. the uh, Switch in November. Um. Yeah. That's and it's it would be funny if. Uh, the Switch was back on top in December just because they don't have anything new to like push sales of the console. Yeah, like, no, not really. I mean, wh- people picking it up for Pikmin, for Age of Calamity, <laughs> for for Fire Emblem? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I really think 
crazy as it sounds, like Animal Crossing will continue to be like yeah. the holiday game. I was actually reading today that Microsoft was saying that they didn't expect like general availability of the new Xbox systems until April. Wow. Yeah. So I think like the new Xboxes in the PlayStation 5 are probably going to be like uh, just supply limited for a long time. Yeah. Which is something we knew as well that like that was going to be the case that they were going to be hard to come by. And uh, pre-ordering for both of them uh, was as difficult as pre-ordering uh, any hardware is um in 2020 or the last like couple years um i i feel like it's it's been hard to get hardware um especially new hardware for a long time now yeah uh super mario 3d all-stars was updated to version 1.1.0 yesterday in addition to bringing inverted control camera control options to all three games um and they had previously announced that part in this update, Nintendo surprised everyone with including support for the GameCube controller in Super Mario Sunshine, which is pretty cool. It is that is cool. TV mode only, so you can't play it in handheld mode, which also means like the Switch Lite isn't supported. And it requires the GameCube controller adapter. But if you have a GameCube controller, you have one of the like re-release GameCube controllers that Nintendo put out for Smash Brothers Ultimate, um, you can play super mario sunshine as it was originally developed with the analog controllers um let me ask you this so i know that uh, outside of super smash brothers there are no other games that you can use the gamecube controllers on even the, even with the uh the uh adapter um this would be the first game outside of smash brothers that actually supports the gamecube controller oh interesting do you think this is a uh like something they're going to start doing other because like it would be handy for like mario kart or you know there there are a bunch of other games that could use um you know a sort of standard um nintendo controller um uh, if you especially if you just have some lying around your house in order like to play smash with a bunch of people yeah that's interesting i guess like i for me what i hope it means is that like potentially we'll see future GameCube games brought to the Switch in some form <laughs> that have, you know, like the, mm-hmm. um, and that, so this will continue to have like utility for those titles. Um, one thing that's interesting about this is that the, and it makes sense, but basically like the in game controls, like the display of the controls don't change when you have the GameCube uh, right. controller plugged in. So like the buttons don't change, the um, controls for like how you use Flood. They don't display any differently, um, but it's like a neat little uh, thing, like an additional thing for people who have like the GameCube controllers. Yeah. And I know that one of the complaints about Super Mario Sunshine is that it doesn't play as nice without the analog controls, the analog bumpers. Yeah, that that that's cool. Uh, that that is a, a cool little addition. There's some Star Wars DLC coming to Minecraft uh, featuring settings and characters from the original trilogy plus the Mandalorian. The new content is available <laughs> now on all platforms. Uh, there was a couple announcement a couple of weeks ago that Galaxy's Edge content was coming to The Sims 4. Galaxy's Edge, of course, being the uh, like Star Wars land at Disney theme parks. Um, is there any game that's severely missing Star Wars content that should get DLC like this? This is a question that I posed in our show notes here um, because it is exciting to see um, Star Wars stuff coming to Minecraft. Uh, I like seeing Star Wars show up and stuff. I think it is funny that they are like the original trilogy and the Mandalorian. And <laughs> I know. <laughs> what, what's popular right now and what's the legacy? Um, that, that's all they're interested in exploring. Um, but is, is there, are there any games, uh, like specifically like Nintendo games that come to mind? Um, that would uh, benefit from having a little um, Star Wars in them. Obviously, Smash, uh, you know, got to get Darth Vader in Smash. Vader for Smash. Come <laughs> that, on. That feels so, like, for whatever reason, like, yes, that was my immediate thought, too, was, like, put him in Smash. But it's so funny because, yeah. like, there, Star Wars has a video game legacy, but not, like, a really, like, strong one. Yeah. There's something about Vader and Smash that feels very Mortal Kombat 11 to me. Sure. And not very Soul Calibur to you? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. It would be very Soul Calibur. I, which platform, the PlayStation 2, the Xbox, or uh, the GameCube, would 
Darth Vader be the Avatar Four in Soul Calibur Two? Uh, well, he, he was he was the PlayStation one, right? Because Yoda was the Xbox. Wait, what? No, no, no. I don't think. And Link was. What do you mean? Oh, it was Link. Uh, yeah. For GameCube, Game it was Cube. Spawn right. for Xbox, and it was. Oh, Spawn. Uh, That's right. Uh oh man, I'm blanking on who it was for PlayStation. Hey, Hachi. Oh yeah, probably, probably. Basically, it was one of them that had Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars characters in it. <laughs> yeah, to answer your question, I don't know. It, like it, it. It just like um the mashup of like Disney and Nintendo feels wrong for some reason. Uh, the mashup of like Star Wars and Nintendo doesn't feel quite right either. Um, well, going down that same path, uh, what if a new uh like DLC pack for Marvel Ultimate Alliance three was uh Star Wars? Ooh, that'd be fun. There we I, go. Um, I could also see like a Pikmin type game, but with uh Jawas maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, this is uh, th- these are all good ideas. <laughs> uh, was Monster Hunter Rise delayed before we ever heard about it? In an interview with Nikkei, Capcom president Haruhiro uh, Sujimoto revealed that the COVID-19 pandemic caused development on Monster Hunter Rise to be suspended for a month and delaying the release to March 2021. Uh, but of course, because we didn't know about the game before, well, this delay was happening um, and didn't have a release date because you can't have a release date for something you don't know exists. Um, we, <laughs> what was the get? Was it truly ever delayed? We <laughs> yeah. didn't experience the delay. <laughs> yeah. Does it count as a delay if it's just delayed internally? I suppose right. so, but it affects us not at all. That's right. Uh, he also noted that pre orders for the game are about where they expect them to be. And uh, there are some reports that he said and were, uh, that like they're expecting Monster Hunter Rise to sell as well as previous entries like Monster Hunter World. Um, that was based on a translation that I think came from Nintendo Everything. A few other places were like saying that maybe that's not what he meant. Maybe he was just saying that mm. they expected uh, the performance of Rise to help like uh, lift all boats on Monster Hunter, and so it would help improve sure. sales on like other titles. So not a hundred percent sure exactly what the translation works out to. But the long and short of it seems to be that they have, they are, they're feeling bullish on Monster Hunter Rise. Um, that's good. Yeah, I mean, it it would be uh extra remarkable if he was like, oh yeah, we expect this thing to sell like Monster Hunter World because that is a very good selling Monster Hunter game on uh, multi like on multiple platforms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So he, speaking of Capcom, uh, there was Capcom was hit by a ransomware attack the uh like a little while ago and capcom didn't pay and so the hackers released a bunch of capcom internal documents i don't know how much we want to talk about it because this stuff i guess any of the leaks are that we ever talk about are like ill-gotten but one thing that we can say is that capcom says that as many as three hundred and fifty thousand people uh potentially had their personal details exposed as part of the attack um there were some current and former employees that for sure they were able to verify that their information was taken, plus like potentially business partners and consumers. The part of the problem for Capcom right now is because the attack took some of their systems offline, they don't know for sure the scope of the breach. And so they are just saying like as many as 350,000 could have been affected. They're saying the credit card right. information was not part of the data that was taken. But uh, I think more is going to be coming out of this for quite some time. Yeah. So I, I my stance is um, that, uh, you know, we I think we can it's OK for us to talk about the fact that it happened. I think that's OK. I think saying that uh, Capcom is still trying to get their hands around, like the size and scope of the problem, that credit card information was not compromised. They think or they believe at least that's what they're saying um but the uh actual information about like games that are either being developed or were being developed uh i don't want to talk about that um i'm sure that the information is out there and easy for other people to access but i don't really want to give that uh any oxygen on on this show uh, unless you feel strongly in the opposite direction but I, I feel like uh you know ransomware hackers like get out of here with that stop stop being jerks this is obviously a company that you're interested in, that you like, that you want to get their information. Um, stop, stop doing that. Be good to Capcom. They're good to you occasionally. Yeah, I, I, I feel good about that. Um, 
one and like s- apparently some of the stuff was like pre-covid so who knows how plans will change right and you know we'll learn about it when we learn about it if any of it turns into if any of it comes to fruition anyways right right um but since the microsoft acquisition of zenimax back in september which includes like bethesda id software a bunch of other developers there have been lots of questions including from us uh surrounding the future of games like elder scrolls on sony and nintendo platforms bethesda's particularly has been really good about publishing games recently on switch and so um you know questions are like well now that microsoft owns them what incentive do they have to let those games off of the xbox platform uh xbox they've been good but we still haven't seen doom eternal (laughs) yeah that's right that's right that's right they've been Uh, good Xbox chief financial officer Tim Stewart is the latest uh, Microsoft executive to offer comments on the topic, saying the following during the Jeffries Interactive Entertainment Conference last week, quote, the goal here is we're, I'll say from a cross-platform perspective, Microsoft is a platform. We're one of the first to really support Minecraft, Roadblock, Fortnite across platforms. So we highly encourage cross-platform play simply from this landscape of if it's good for the gaming ecosystem, it's good for us. Classic rising tide lifts all boats. What we'll do in the long run is we don't have any intention, we don't have intentions of just pulling all of the Bethesda content out of Sony or Nintendo or otherwise. But what we want is we want that content in the long run to be either first or better or best or pick your differentiated experience on our platforms. We will want Bethesda content to show up the best as on our platforms. Okay. All right. So uh sounds like he's looking at it in terms of uh still making stuff available multiplat. Um but uh and this is kind of uh Microsoft's um uh, approach always is like try to make it the best experience on their hardware or on their platform uh, which may not necessarily be uh, on their hardware. Mark, what is uh Roadblock? What is Roadblock? I have no idea. I don't. I have no idea. I don't know that game at all. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, absolutely no clue. Um, this is this is clearly uh, transcribed from uh, an interview where he is speaking because like he's interrupting himself a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if uh, Roadblock is Roadblock a game or is it just something? Uh, or do you think it's like ro- something? Do you think it's Roblox? Mm, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> like you're saying, it was transcribed from uh, dictation. Yeah. I, I I am skeptical of all these comments about like, oh, it's just going to be like, we intend for it to be Microsoft first um, or Microsoft best. I just don't, it doesn't make sense to me as a first party acquisition otherwise. So yeah, Roblox is definitely a game. I don't think Roadblock is a game. <laughs> Look, I mean, what is I he am, talking about? I'm horribly out of touch on a lot of things. I think he probably said Roblox, and then whoever was transcribing it was like, had no idea what it was, was like us, and was like, I guess that was Roadblock. Interesting. Um, all of this stuff is so funny that, like, um, we're so early in uh, Microsoft's uh, purchase of Zenimax and, and all of these game studios. Um, and you know, it is obviously a bunch of discrete studios with different marketing and publishing strategies, um, that have had different priorities throughout the years and then coming into Microsoft, which has also had different priorities throughout the years. So it's just like, no, it it is going to take them forever to land on a, a specific strategy. We may not even really see like the fruits of this for like four or five years. Um, you know, like that uh, that Deathloop game is still going to come out on uh, PlayStation and uh, exclusively, or at least first. Um, we will still get Doom Eternal at some point on Switch, I believe. Um, and you know, like we'll maybe see something take form, but it'll it'll be years from now. Yeah, I think you're totally right. I think like I'm sure they have like a strategy or philosophy that they're going into these conversations with, but I uh, I think an acquisition of this size is going to take a long time to shake out. And no matter yeah. what their intentions are today, like who knows, like you're saying, what it is going to be the reality of it in six months. Right. And I mean, also like ZeniMax and it, especially Bethesda has games that are so like far out. Like there's that, is it called Starscape? 
uh, uh, or like Elder Starfield, Star, I think. Star Starfield, um, and uh, uh, Skyrim or the uh, yeah, Elder whatever Scrolls the next 6. Elder Scrolls game is. Yeah, yeah, uh, like all, all of that is is still so far away, and they've been developing it for so long um, that like I'm sure they want to uh, maximize the number of uh, things that they can sell it on, um, and not want to gate it to just um, uh, Xbox consoles. So like, yeah, it's it I. I think we will see it in 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 the future um when uh Microsoft is like more clearly controlling the brand um but like that is we're just nowhere near that now. Yeah. Finally, it appears that Pokémon branded cereal is back, baby. As Ooh, yeah. spotted on Twitter, <laughs> a new Pokémon cereal from General Mills is beginning to appear on store shelves. Apparently, it's been like decades since a Pokémon cereal existed, even though it feels like something that should just exist in perpetuity since the 90s but no yeah. apparently not um th- uh th- thank you for the added context i was like when was when was there a pokemon cereal it, it, have, have you had the cereal before mark no i haven't but it, i for me it's like seeing this reminds me of like that super mario brothers cereal that we yeah. got just a couple of years ago which was another thing that like oh there's super mario cereal but why was there not always super mario cereal well, there was Super Mario Brothers cereal for a while, right? It was the remember it was like the split box where it was like half uh, Mario and half Zelda. Yeah, it was. It, it was supposed to kind of look like a like a NES box. Yeah, but also like that's not a feature of NES <laughs> boxes. Is that like oh, this one has two games in it, and if it is, it should be Mario and Duck Hunt. <laughs> someone dropped <laughs> someone dropped the ball there. Um, okay, so Mark, it looks like it's uh, sort of tricks esque. Right. Yeah, I think that's right. Which follows because I think Trix is also a uh, General Mills cereal. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, is this a cereal that you would like to seek out? Where are you with your cereal consumption these days? Hi, um, my cereal consumption is high, and I actually think that uh, work from home has, or just like being at home all the time, yeah, has increased cereal consumption. It has become like a nightly thing. To the point that where when when I do not eat it before going to bed, my husband is like, are you not having cereal tonight? So some might say it is at a problematic level. Um, I am not among them. I would love to have Pokemon cereal right, if the right. opportunity arose. Uh, Mark, you got to make your own opportunities. Are you? I'm gonna I'm gonna nail you down right now. Are you going to buy a box of Pokemon cereal? I think this is like Super Mario cereal, where I'm not going to seek it out, but I. Uh, how did how did we get it last time? Did you st- stumble? Yeah, I and saw buy it. boxes well, for like yes, us? yeah. I I was at I was at the grocery store, which is not something I do anymore. <laughs> um, and I I saw that there was a Mario cereal, and that there was like a limit on the number of boxes you could buy. Wow, uh, which is insanity. Like <laughs> why? why? I, I the world we live in is so strange. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I will not be in a location where I can pick up boxes of a Pokemon cereal. Um. But I'll see about adding adding it to a future uh, Instacart order. Yeah, well, luckily the Pokemon cereal clearly comes in family size, which is uh, just the right size for one adult me. So, <laughs> all right, Mark, let's get out of the news. Okay, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter. Um, we like it when you do that. That's how other people get to know us and they have the good time that you have been having for, I don't know, maybe upwards of four years. It could be that you've been having a good time with us for four years. We've been around for so long. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell and the show is at Card Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com. Or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying you could put Chewbacca in Fire Emblem Three Houses. He would be fun to romance. Thank you for listening.
Hi, I'm Michelle Veray. And I'm Kimberly Trung, and we are the host of Crush Fictionally, a podcast all about your favorite fictional characters from movies, TV shows, and more. Each episode, we pick a theme, curate a list of characters that we love, why we love them, and some fun facts about the people who created them. So if you've ever felt a true connection with a fictional character, tune in to Crush Fictionally on Campfire Media or wherever you find your podcast. Campfire. <laughs> 